West Benoit. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. When I say Philippians 1, we really, we, we've heard this verse. But it's so powerful. The Holy Spirit can minister to us. Verse 6, being confident of this very thing. The original Greek says, being confident of this one thing. That he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 4. Now I want you to realize or recognize or take note of these are Paul's two imprisonments. The first one he's in prison in 62 or 63 A.D. The second one, 2 Timothy, is 66 AD. This is his second prison. And prison never changed his, faith, his belief in the faithfulness of God. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, some of the last words he writes, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is led, laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me in at that day, and not to me only, I like that part, not to me only, but to all those that love his appearing. Father, bless our time tonight, bless Pastor Jomi as he turns back to Baltimore, then back to Houston, give him great grace to prepare to come this week. Just put everything in order for him. We thank you, we pray for souls in the city, that you would save souls, and then you would make disciples that this church will grow. And we believe you for that. So thank you. Bless this time that we have together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. Great song service. I think you could do that song better than him. <laughs> I really do. So when, I, if, when, you, when you perfect the song, email me and then I'll come again. <laughs> Don't do it in one week either. <laughs> months. <laughs> oh boy. This is a, an amazing portion of scripture. And we spoke Romans 28, 28. What does God say? Five things. And what do we say? And speaking about the faithfulness of God, because the faithfulness of God is the most important attribute in the Bible. Why do I say that? Well, every attribute or characteristic of God is dipped into faithfulness. Let me explain that. God loves me, but if he's not faithful to love me, I've got a problem. Are you with me? Yep. God is merciful, but he's not, if he's not faithful, you know, he's merciful one day and not the next, I'm in trouble. His mercy is dipped in faithfulness. Most Hebrew scholars believe the word has said, C-H-E-S-E-D which is the word for loving kindness. And isn't it amazing that in Israel there are what's known as Hasidic Jews. And they are the most legalistic people you could ever find. And it's actually that they have that actual word that they use. And that word Hased means God's love, God's mercy, God's grace, God's truth in faithfulness. Let me say that again. Hased means God's love, is motivation, mercy is foundation, grace is operation, in truth, 
truth in faithfulness. And so the devil always likes to do a job on to blinding people's minds on everything that is pure, holy, and amazing that comes from God. He's always trying to do that. <clears throat> Bring in the substitute all the time. So this is this this is where David said his loving kindness is better than what? Life. By the way, how's life treating you? Who cares? His loving kindness is better than life. Therefore, my lips will praise you. That's all I bless you. I lift up my hands and see your name. You know, I don't know what life's going to deal with me or you or any of us on a daily basis. But I know one thing is loving kindness is better than the experiences I have in biological life. Are you with me? Because loving kindness is better than kaya is the word. Better than life. Better than living. I've got his loving kindness. And life might be one day I'm on a mountaintop. Next day I'm in a valley. I'm sunk low. But you know what? Loving kindness is on the mountain. Loving kindness is in the valley. Loving kindness is always there. So, you know, a lot of people live their Christian lives with their ups and downs. You know, ups and downs, ups and downs. How's it going today? Not so good. How's it going today? Great! You know, whatever. But his loving kindness is better than life. And this is important, this, this understanding. And so Paul in prison has a great confidence in the faithfulness of God. And if you ever want to read two verses, they are amazing verses. Very few people I've heard preach on them. And they're Philippians chapter 1, I think it's verse uh, 13. They of, of Caesar's, they of the palace are manifesting God's life in the palace. That means when Paul is in prison and he's brought into the palace of the emperor of Rome, he is speaking about Christ. He's not intimidated because he knows God is faithful. Then he says in Philippians 4.22, they of Caesar's family greet you. That means he was winning souls in Caesar's house and his family because he understood the faithfulness of God. And many Christians sad to say today, have no idea, and that's not exactly their fault, because Satan is unfaithful, the world is unfaithful, and the old sin nature is unfaithful, and there's an atmosphere of unfaithfulness everywhere you go. I mean, you know, people are not faithful, like there can be people that are over countries that are not faithful to their country, there can be people uh, all over Christianity that are not faithful. The divorce rate is 50% now, even in Christianity. Unfaithfulness. It is sourced in Satan. Wasn't he the first one that was unfaithful? Isaiah chapter 14. I will be like the Most High. I'm going to ascend up. I'm going to take a position. He wasn't satisfied with being the chief archangel which placed him below the Trinity. He wanted in the Trinity. And not only did he want in the Trinity, he said, I will be like the Most High. He attacked the Father, the Son. And how does he attack the Spirit? By attacking us. Because the Spirit lives within us and the Spirit's in the church. Satan doesn't give up. He's going after the Father, Isaiah 14, after the Son, Matthew 4, and after us. Don't get afraid. No, we already have victory. Are you with me? Uh, we have the victory. Now, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. 2 Corinthians 1, 18-20. So unfaithfulness, and you can see it. People are unfaithful to church. People are unfaithful to... Uh, their family, people are, it's just an, uh, it's, it's an atmosphere of unfaithfulness in this world today. It's incredible. My wife was working for Black & Decker, a tool company, you know, and one day they came into the office 
and they came in with two plastic bags. They said, stand up. And they took everything, they said, put what's yours in a plastic bag, and then move away from the desk, and then she was let go. That's how they do it now. They think you're going to steal, like, you know, things from the, uh, the files of the computer. Well, that's, isn't that awesome? You work all these years with somebody, and they bring two plastic bags in, and say, like, this is your last moment, not even your last day. It's incredible. It's incredible what goes on. I mean, really, this is in, in this world. And you, and you see it almost in every place. Wow, what's going on? But God is faithful. And by the way, when 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, verse 9 and 10, 13 say God is faithful, there's no is. It's almost like that's his last name, right? God faithful. Neil Lockhart. God faithful. That's what, it's, that's what it's like his name. Not God is faithful, God faithful. When you think about God, you think about what? Faithfulness. And here's Paul, and by the way, he's all alone. He said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, No man stood with me. There wasn't anybody around. By the way, you'll find out where it's at at the end. I'm, I'm amazed at what happens to like many men of God and pastors at the end. Paul was by himself. Jesus was by himself. John was on the island of Patmos all alone. Revelation chapter 1, right? All alone at 95 years old, boiled in oil three times. He should have went to that restaurant. <laughs> what do they call it? The olive, the, the, olive, oil. olive oil. They didn't use olive oil though. They boiled him in oil and they couldn't kill him. 95 years old, boiled in oil, and he could like, walk out of the oil and said, how you doing? I'm still alive. Right? But he understood the faithfulness of God. He said it right away in chapter 1 of the faithful witness, Jesus Christ, who washed me from my sins in his own blood and made me a king and a priest. No matter what the situation was, all alone on an island called Patmos, a prison, and being tortured, he never ever doubted the what? The what? Faithfulness. Faithfulness of God. When we evangelize people, we, maybe we don't get a response that we think. I, I got an email from a man named Pastor Emmy. Okay? I remember I was at the clock tower in Kampala one day, and I was passing out tracks, me and Pastor Dwayne George. You know Pastor Dwayne George? Okay, he's crazy. Pastor Dwayne George. And I gave this guy a track. He goes, what do I want that thing for? I said, you could read it. Maybe you could like, receive Christ as your Savior. He goes, go to hell. And he starts yelling at me and swearing. But he kept the track. And he, he walks about maybe a half a mile. And all of a sudden, I see him stop and he's reading the track. And he's just standing there. This is going on for like three minutes. He's standing there. Just, think, just with the track. And he puts it down. He's thinking. And he comes back. He says, I'm born again. I, I, I prayed the prayer there. I, I, want, I want God. You know what? He has a pa he's a pastor of the church for greater grace of 200 people in Kampala now. God is what? I would have never thought that's going to happen. I'm thinking, like, this guy's an idiot. You know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get hit by a car on the way over or something. You know, I'm thinking, like, you know, whatever. Was he crazy? The way he's yelling? He was sick in the head. But then he read the track and he got healed in the head. Well, I'm sick in the head, the healed in the head. 
You know, it's like, huh? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> my head to heal. God is what? God is what? Faith. We look at things and we interpret them by sight, by emotions, by our feelings, by response. By response. I was, uh, I was in uh, a prison in the country of Qatar. Qatar is in the Middle East. And I was passing out literature and they handcuffed me and um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> I was sitting there having a nice chicken, a piece of chicken with french fries. They came in, the police, and they, they said, put your hands out, and they cuffed me. <laughs> they brought me to like the police station, and they were telling me, it's a seven-year charge for distributing literature in our country. It's illegal, because we don't want the Bible here. We're a Muslim country. It's called Qatar. I said, I want you to do me one favor. I said, go get my chicken. I said, that cost me three bucks. It's sitting there, and I'm hungry. Go get my chicken. Actually, the guy obeyed me. So I got this chicken. It wasn't so hot after a while. So they put me in a cell for a while. It was like about maybe three hours or something like that. It's like I was sitting there just praying. And then the guy says, uh, he comes, he unlocks the door, he says, come with me. He says, you're going you're gonna to meet a certain person. So I go into this room. This guy's going to interrogate me. I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going to break this guy. He's never going to break me. I'm going to break him. This is, he's finished. And he says to me, I'm going to let you go. I didn't even say a word. I'm going to let you go. But you're going to have to leave the country. And I said, really? Thank you. I said, well, I get to see my wife. I get to go home and eat spaghetti. <laughs> and I said to my wife, okay, tell me what's going on here. He pulls out a gospel track. He says, seven years ago in Detroit, somebody gave me this. And I believe it. Even though I'm here, I'm quiet about my faith. He said, I got this seven years ago when I was in Detroit, Michigan. And he says, I believe it. You're free to go. That was like unbelievable. God is what? Amen. Remember, did your mother ever tell you the story about when we got arrested in Bulgaria in 1982? Yeah. Did she tell you that story? I was with his mother. His mother was a teacher. When I take Christian school kids on, you know, uh, what do they call them? Their, their school vacations? Yeah, I take them to countries to get jailed. <laughs> Parents love me for that. So we were all, we were like preaching in Bulgaria. You remember what Bulgaria was like in the 80s? Yeah. It was a police state. Yeah. I'm just preaching in this park, open air. People are gathered there. They come, they said, they're all, they took, they, they brought an army truck. They shoved us in the army truck and brought us to prison. Now we had, they said, every Bible is at least a three-year sentence. I had 81 strapped to my body. And they were everywhere, you know. And uh, we had 275 Bibles. You know, and I said to his mother, go in the bathroom with this big bag. And I told everybody, go into the bathroom one at a time and put your Bibles in that bag. And then I said to her, am I right? I said to her, walk out of the police station with all the Bibles. She goes, they're going to they're gonna see. They're, I said, walk out. Walk out. No one's going to see you. Angels are going to blind them. And you know what? They had no evidence. <laughs> evidence was gone. <laughs> it was out. It was gone. And never once did I ever walk alone. Are you with me? God is what? Yeah. I know those are crazy, bizarre stories. And you might have your little story about what, what's taking place. And it's just as big as something like that. Because it's still based on the faithfulness of God. A healing touch in your life physically. Right? Giving you your eyesight like Eduardo got his eyesight back. He's got those new glasses. He can actually see who his wife is now. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, but the faithfulness of God, even in, in, in little things. 
I don't know how to do this computer thing to get back on the airplane tomorrow, but she's coming. Her and Pilby are coming, so they're going to just take the paperwork and do all that stuff, you know, they'll give you your boarding pass. Because what do I care about boarding passes? Not that concerned. But God is what? God is faithful. And this is so incredible that he is all alone in prison, yet he has not ever thought once that God might not be there for him, that he would be alone. He understood the faithfulness of God, literally deserted by everybody. Nobody's standing with him. Interesting things that can take place. We have had a ministry that's gone through an awful lot of situations, and yet God is still there, and God remains with us, and God is what? God is faithful. And people see situations in their life and they begin to interpret the situation by sight and they come up with a conclusion that they will never say with their mouth. They'll say God is unfaithful in their mind. Where is God? How come Jesus isn't showing up? Where is Jesus on the Isle of Patmos? Where is Jesus in a prison in 2 Timothy 4? Where is Jesus in Philippians chapter 4? Where is he? Where are you anyway? Come on! Show up! You said you were faithful, you know? And we begin to doubt and question God. Something tragic happens in a person's life. Things can happen. Like Brenda Cassiola just dies at work. She passed away Cassiola's wife. And you know, maybe you don't know her, some of you do. But she just like dies, like right at work. And you can look at it and you can ask yourself a question. I don't understand. You know, there's a great verse in the Bible that says this, Jesus on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And by the way, when you ask why, never forget he's mine. My, why, why, my. No, you, you can ask why is something happening, but never forget he's my God. He's my Jesus. He's my, he's my helper. He is faithful. Regardless of what is going on, what is taking place. We began Africa Missions in 1986 with, I think, about five or $600 a month, what we had for support for, I think there was 10 of us going to Ghana. That's all we had. <laughs> right now we spend $40,000 a month in Africa, from $600 to $40,000. You wanna ask me where it's coming from? I have no idea. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. One time uh, I, I was looking for a house, because we had been in a hotel room. I told you about the hotel room. I found out later it was a house of prostitution. I'm in a, I'm in a prostitution hotel, and I don't even know it. I got my two kids there and my wife, and we're there for like 42 days. Satellite Hotel, Community 9, Tamagani. We're in it, you know? And so I'm looking for a house, and uh, I go to this person, and they say, I, I was walking down the street sewing, and somebody said, this house is vacant. So I, I said, well, who owns that house? They said, a man called Afariwa. Afariwa is a Ghanaian name. And um, I go to the farm, and I said to him, I'd like to rent your house. He says, $800 a month. I said, I'll give you 50. I'll give you $50. He goes, are you sick? I said, of course. I'm very ill. I said, that's all I, that's all I want to pay is 50 bucks. And he's looking at me like I'm out of my mind. And I felt like I was at the time. <laughs> then his wife comes out, and she's in the back room. She goes, dear, to her husband, that's my house. Let this man have it. You know why? She saw me preaching in the middle of town, and I was facing a man who had an axe in his head. It was a demonic witchcraft witch doctor with an axe right in his head, a hatchet. 
in his hand. He was, and he was yelling about the devil. And I faced him and made him run. She saw it. She was, I know this man. Give him the house. I got the house, right? Stayed there for eight years. Pastor Luigi moved in. Rent never went up. <laughs> Not going up. By the way, you know what she said to me? We had one of the biggest farms in Ghana, and it went up by 500%. They have the biggest farm in West Africa now. And she says, all because we bless God's people. It's amazing. It's amazing. God is what? Faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful. You take your kids to Africa. You take your kids to Africa. They're going to get malaria and get sick. And it's not going to be a good parent. Shut up. <laughs> I just shutting up, you know? And, you know. I heard it from so many Christians, too. God is what? Faithful. God is faithful. And Paul knows this. He's all alone at the end. But he says, simply, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness to all those who, not only me only, but all those who love his appearing. He says, this was a great fight. He doesn't have an attitude. He's not blaming. Where were they? How come they weren't here? You know? Where's my disciples? Where's Timothy? Where's Titus? Where's Epaphroditus? Huh? No. He just knew that God was faithful. I don't know what people will do. I don't know what I'll do, let alone you. You know? I could be looking. I said, I said this in a, in, a, in a Bible college class one time. There was 150 students in Ghana. I said, 10 to 15 of you are going to betray the ministry. They came to me up. Pastor, don't say those things. Don't say those things in class. That's not good to say those things. I said, I said, uh -huh. I said, because that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. You have no idea what will take place in somebody's life up the road. It's incredible. Because this faithfulness thing, like look at Neil Locker. How long have you been in the ministry? Is it 75? Yes, sir. 75. That's like 41 years, right? Same with me. We're 40 year people. You, are you almost the same? We're 40. Two years short. Huh? Two years short. Yeah, we're like, we're in, there's like 120 years between the three of us in the reign of grace. You think you're going to get us out? You know, what are you, nuts? You think you're going to change the name? You think you're going to change what we do? We've been doing this a little bit longer than some of you have been alive. Hello? It's not going to happen. God is what? God is faithful. He took a small little five foot seven inch man in Maine. And we have 650 churches in 80 countries around the world. How'd that happen? Faithfulness of God. Are you with me? Now listen to this. I mentioned it once already. God, Psalm 78 verse 19, they, they, they tempted God by making this statement. Can God provide for his people in the wilderness? Can you do that? They tempted God. Can God Provide a table in the wilderness. <laughs> Every time I, I tempt God when I say that. Listen to this. Two and a half million people for 40 years were fed and they had to drink. You think you got a lot of water problems here? Huh? Somebody figured it out. I think I mentioned it. Did I mention it today? I don't think I did. No. This is what they figured out. That he had to supply 7.3 billion quarts of water and 11 billion meals in 40 years. What's your problem? What's your little problem? I don't know. I'm going to get a raise this week. 
You know, no, going to have any finances to pay for my new table, or my new piece of furniture, or my hair. You know, and we, we're fine. God can, can God provide a table in the wilderness? Can He? Yes. He can do it. Why? Because He's what? This is who He is. This is who He's always been. I love that story about Joseph. It always comes to my mind with the faithfulness of God. He says, don't leave my bones in Egypt. You know, that's why I, 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 want, I want my bones to go someplace. I'll tell you where that is later. For me. I got an idea for my bones. Right? Yeah, I told my wife, I don't want to be buried underground. I want to just, uh, when, when, when it happens, the rapture happens, or whatnot, I want to just walk out of the tomb. I don't want to come up out of the dirt. I want to walk out. By the way, I got a, I got a, I got a rock from the tomb in, in Jerusalem. You know the tomb where they say Jesus was. I went in there when no one was looking. I cut a piece out, put it in my pocket, and walked away. I'm sorry. I just, just how I am. I don't know. Man. I know it's. I repented, so I don't even know why I'm saying it. I also climbed over in the Mount of, you know, the, the Mount of Olives. There's a big fence guarding the olive trees that were the original trees that were there. I climbed the fence when nobody was looking. And I got a nice branch in my office. An olive tree from Gethsemane. It's so awesome. Why are you laughing at Eduardo? God was faithful to give it to me. You say, that's stealing. No, it belongs to God's people, not the Jews. How's that one, huh? I don't know. I'm just having fun. Listen, God faithful. And he provided for all those people. And Joseph's bones, he said, take my bones out. And you know what? In Genesis 50, 25, the bones of Joseph were put in a coffin and sealed. Exodus 13, 19, the bones of Joseph went through the Red Sea. Are you with me? Joshua 24, 32, the bones of Joseph went through the Detroit River. Hebrews 11, uh, 12, 21 and 22, the bones of Joseph were in the Promised Land. The bones of Joseph. It just signifies the what of the what of God. You know what Joseph named his two his two children Manasseh and Ephraim. You know what those names mean? Manasseh, God has made me to forget my father's house. Ephraim, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Those are faithful statements by Joseph, sold at 17 years old into Egypt by his brothers. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good to save many people alive. You didn't sell me, God sent me. 93 years this young boy is in Egypt. 93 years. He rises to the top. Are you with me? I was in Morocco. Um, me and Pastor Mark Minicello, and there was like eight of us. And um, we were, well, we were doing something we weren't supposed to do, evangelizing, distributing Bibles, and having a Bible study. And the army came and captured us. And they brought us into a, a, a prison for a while. And they interrogated us. They wanted to know my grandmother's maiden name. I'm like, what do you care what my grandmother's maiden name is? They were asking the stupidest questions. You know, and I'm thinking, like, what, what are they doing here? And they released us. They, they talked to us. I think they interrogated all of us for about 10 hours. Then they released us. And we went, we had a dinner date with somebody. Okay, we're supposed to go to somebody's house in a certain city called Rabat, which is the holy city in Morocco. We get to the place, and the, the, the guy's house is like bigger than the plaza in, in Baltimore. Wow. It's gigantic. We get to the house, and this guy has a 10-course meal for us. 
He said, what happened? You were supposed to come yesterday. You're a day late. We told him what happened to us. He said, give me the number of the police station where you were taken. And I gave him the number and he called the guy. And then he gave me his card. He said, this will never happen to you again. He was the prime minister of Morocco. And Mark Minichello interpreted for him in his operation at Hopkins. And so this was an amazing connect. God is what? He goes, do what you want in this country. It happened to me when I, I met the president of Liberia. And they said, you're going to do an interview with the president of the country of Liberia in his office. It's going to be on television. First thing I said to him, you know what it was? Are you born again? They told me, like, some of the librarian pastors of Green Grace are a little nervous. I said, Pastor Shabbat, please. You're leaving. we got to live here. <laughs> I said, are you born again? You know what he said to me? I am so glad you asked that question. Because everybody wants to do, get something from us. But nobody cares about our souls. You care about my soul. So as far as I'm concerned, do anything you want in this country. You have freedom to do anything you want. God is what? He was born again. God is what? Faithful. And this is proven by the bones of Joseph. This is proven by Aristarchus following Paul all the way to Rome. This is, this is proven by Onesiphorus dying with Paul in Rome because he identified with them. This is the faithfulness of God. Israel is still here. Hello? You need any more proof? Israel is still here. <laughs> Thousands of years later. From Genesis chapter 12, they're still here. They're still around and they're still being blessed by God. And I wouldn't want to fool with that country. Because God is behind them. God is behind them. God is anointing them. Even though they're unsaved, they're still His nation. Are you with me? If you don't like it, it's too bad. Just the way it is. It's just, just the way it is. You know? I meet people all the time. They, there's some, certain countries in Africa that don't like the nation of Israel. And that's why most of them are deserts. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why most of them are deserts. They're so negative about Israel. God is what? Faithful. First Thessalonians 5.24, Paul said, Faithful is he who called you, who will also what? Do it. God called you. Can he do it? Can, is God able to provide for you your whole life? Huh? Two and a half million people, 40 years. Hello. Huh? Give me a job. Are you going to get me a job, God? Are you going to get me a job? No. Come on. Why are, you, why are you tempting God or are you limiting the Holy One of Israel? God can do it. Just trust Him. Are you with me? We trust Him. He's faithful. I'm unfaithful. He's faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 says that. When we are faithless, He abides faithful. He cannot deny Himself. He can't deny Himself. It's amazing. It's incredible. God faithful. You might have children that might not be faithful. But God is what? Faithful. faithful. I know what's going to happen. We, we, we pray for the best and hope for the best. We hope that Pildy makes it. <laughs> I think she will. Or she goes back to China. God, God is what? God is what? God is faithful. God can faithfully deliver somebody from a problem, from an addiction. You know, there's so much, there's so much of this pornography addiction everywhere now. God can deliver people from this. They need to be delivered, mentally set free, delivered. I met a guy recently, uh, and he was smoking a joint and drinking a beer. I said to him, Jesus Christ, don't talk to me about God. 
He goes, I, I, got, I, got, I got this and I got this. You know, a bottle of beer and a joint. I said, you want to get delivered from both addictions in one second? He goes, yeah. I said, I took the joint out of his mouth and put it in the beer. I said, you're free. <laughs> can't smoke the joint because it's all wet. You can't drink the beer because it's got dope in it. Some, some cigarette in it, you know? He goes, you got a lot of nerve doing that. I said, I guess I do. And you know what? He came to church. It's crazy, isn't it? I don't know. God was what? God was faithful. That's a technique. That's an evangelistic technique. <laughs> I wouldn't advise using that. You <laughs> might find yourself you got burnt. You got burnt in the forehead. But listen, God is faithful. Will He take care of your finances? Yes. <clears throat> Will He take care of your finances? Yes. yes. Well, thank you. That's a great response. For the first time, it was yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine my wife my wife led his mother to Christ Wes right she went to what was that a fair she went to a craft fair and she brought his, his mother to Christ and then she came to the church and now he's in Houston you owe me you owe me what you paid me back that, that, that boy is not enough. <laughs> you thought it was enough when you, when you made the payback. I, just ex I extended the loan a bit. Come down here for a month. You and your wife will take care of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, is God faithful? Yes. She goes to a craft fair, leads his mother to Christ. She comes to the church, and the Benoit family has been in the church for how many years now? 30 something? No, at least, I'm 27. 30. 30 years, maybe. 35, I'd say. Yeah, isn't that amazing? God is what? Faithful. And you look, you sit there like saying, I've been in this church like 35 days. <laughs> You're talking about 35 years. What are they, what's going on here? I don't know. I'm just saying something that God will be faithful to provide for you, to take care of you, to lead you. How about, is God faithful to develop your gift? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> there ain't nobody there. <laughs> Can God develop your gifts? God is what? Faithful. God is faithful. We've seen God being faithful all over the globe. We've got churches in countries in South America. Is that true? I'm going there soon. I, next weekend I go to New York. I just came from five, seven conventions in China, India, and Nepal. Came here. <laughs> Unbelievable. Go to New York next weekend and approve the weekend after that. And then I drop dead in December. I'm exhausted. I'm joking. Knock it off. The other. God is what? God is so faithful. It's amazing. It's amazing what God has done. We, we lived in a place in Ghana. I didn't know what the name of the place meant. It was called Owa Junction. I found out that Owa means snake. So we lived in a place for like years. It was called Snake Junction. And I used to love killing snakes with like with guns, with machetes. It was so much fun. Then you burn them. After you kill them, then you burn them. That was me. And, like, you know, kids in Africa got to do something different. They haven't got video games. So we kill animals. <laughs> we, kill, we kill animals. Like, you know, like snakes are not really animals, you know. One time I slingshotted an elephant right where it hurts. <laughs> they think the thing chased our vehicle down. Yeah. Like, we got out of there by the skin of our teeth. I didn't think I was that good of a shot with one eye. Another time I hit a crocodile right in the eyeball, and he went ballistic. And tried to come out of the water and get bound too fast for him. 
God is what? I know, you say, don't tempt God, Pastor Shemuel. Don't tempt God like that. God is what? He's faithful. He'll take care of you your, our whole life. Think about it. You think about Aristarchus. You think about Paul. You think about Peter. You think about Thomas. You think about these men who planted churches. You think about these missionaries that have gone out. You think about Houston. God brought you here. He's what? Especially Ken Dowling. That's going to be quite a project. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be quite a thing. I'm just, I'm just having fun, Kim. God is faithful. That's right. Punch the devil in the face. God is faithful. And really, this is so important. And Satan is going, where's God? Where's God? Where's the provision? Where's this? Well, how about your health? How about this? How about that? I know we had a graduate recently, and it was a, a girl... Uh, and she graduated in, in that graduation you saw there recently. And she said, do you remember, Pastor Chevelli? They told me I was dying of malaria when I was three months old. And me and Pastor John laid hands on her. And we felt the heat from her body go on our arms. And she got healed. And she graduated from Bible school and now she's got two kids. She's in the church. God is what? God is what? Faithful. Faithful is he who calls you. This is the faithfulness of God. Psalm 89 says that seven times God's faithfulness. Verse 1, 2, 5, 7, 8, 9, 13, 27. He keeps saying God is faithful. The faithfulness of God. But the devil's saying, where's God? Look at your situation now. You're not doing so well, are you? Huh? Things aren't the way. This, this isn't going the way you thought it should go. You know. And he's got all these accusations and questions. You know what? I hate question marks. They're the stupidest looking thing. You know? <laughs> it's so dumb. It's a question mark. You know? why, why can't you just have like, a question and not have that dumb thing there? You know? A hook looks like a, like a spaghetti. Kind of charm or something. You know, questions. All, the devil's always questioning God. The flesh is always questioning God. And we look at things by sight and we begin to interpret where God is and how God is. And it means all the way. God's going all the way with us to the end. Being confident of this one thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will do what? <clears throat> will perform it. Why would he begin it and then take off and, and hand, hand in his unemployment slip? He doesn't do that. He goes all the way. He goes from Poland to the Ukraine to Baltimore to Philadelphia to Houston and then to Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Don't get upset with me. I don't want your wife to be not happy with me. No, I mean, it's, is that God's faithfulness? From Maine, you know, down to Lenox and down to Baltimore and to all these places? How does that happen? It's not based upon us. And by the way, if you think you have gifts and you're not faithful, your gifts are useless. Because your gifts will point people to you. But if you're faithful, your gifts will point people to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. The faithfulness of God. This is, this is the attribute. This is, what's, this is what the devil is attacking everywhere. Look at churches today. They don't even have the Bible. I went to a church and the guy said to me, I want you to preach 15 minutes. I said, how long is a church service? He said, three hours. I said, you're a stupid pastor. I said, right to his face, you're stupid. Two hours, you got... Three hour service and 15 minutes of the Bible, what the hell do you do the rest of the service? <laughs> well, we cast out demons. Well, you know, we, we prophesy. Well, we go, we do this and we do that. I'm like, you got, you, what happened to the, 
What happened to the Bible? What happened to churches being faithful to the Word of God? The emphasis on every church ought to be the Scriptures. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Well, we love music. I think you have awesome music here, by the way. It's, it's one of the best I've heard. I'm not saying that just because I'm here and I want to come back again. Right. <laughs> Standing on a mountain top. You could say that in Ghana. That would be awesome. Standing, standing next to me, we're in Africa. You and Pastor, Pastor Chris and Wes, we're all there together and we're just sucking up dust. It's 110 degrees. Right? And uh, all kinds of things are happening. We'll have a good time. You're going, what are you laughing about? You're coming too. Don't look behind you. Your wife's, your wife's got Ghanaian background. I can tell by her facial structure and her bone structure. She's from West Africa. So you have no choice. You gotta, you gotta go. no, I'm just joking. I'm not, I'm not one of those kind of, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, I, I know there may be some people that have problems with that kind of a church, and, and rightly so. I'm just having fun, okay? Never come if you never want to. <laughs> but God is what? Faithful. God is faithful. Right through everything, through sickness, uh, health situations, when your finances are up, when they're down, when the kids are doing well, and when the kids are erratic. Anybody ever had erratic kids? <laughs> huh? Hello? Yeah, I said to my wife, uh, you know what your son is doing? She goes, oh, he's not yours? <laughs> she goes, why don't you just pray for him and love him where he's at? And maybe he would respond. God is what? You know, I, I had a hard time with my father. We had a difficult time. He had a difficult time raising me. One time I said to my mother, you never had a job your whole life. She took me by the hand and she says, come to the bathroom with me. She goes, look in the mirror. And then asked me why I didn't have a job. <laughs> she was, you know what it's like to raise somebody like you? <laughs> she, she said that when she was dying. She goes, you were, um, from the day I had you when you came out, it was nothing but pain. <laughs> I said, Ma, I'm your firstborn. She goes, I know, I love you, but like, you weren't easy. <laughs> and um, I was talking about my father. What was I saying? I forgot. Faithful. Huh? Oh, yeah, I, I didn't get along with him at all. And it was all my fault. One day my wife said to me, she goes, it's amazing how you unconditionally love so many people as a pastor, but you don't love your father. I went, oh my. It was like she put a nail in my, like, Linda. She said, you are missing, you are blind to this. You don't see it. Why don't you start loving your father and watch how he responds to God. You know what, I started to do that. He came from my ordination. He loved the ministry. He started to support us in Africa. You know what? God is what? Faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful. Don't let the enemy trick you. Don't, don't judge it by situations and problems and difficulties and valleys and, and, and thorns in the flesh. And why is... Why, by the way, why didn't God heal the man who wrote the Bible? His eyes were a mess. He had to have other people write the Bible for him. You know what? God is still faithful even though he didn't heal him. Because God knows what he's doing. Are you with me? God knows what he's doing. Wow. Somebody said, God wasn't faith. God was faithful. Why did he bring Moses into the promised land? He took him to heaven. Isn't that better? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He took him to heaven. Yeah. What, are you talk what are you talking about? You, you rather go into, into the promised land or heaven? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God that he's faithful. And this is the key. So 2 Timothy ends his epistle saying, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. I got a crown waiting for me. And not just for me only, but all those 
who love is appearing. God is faithful. Don't doubt it. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Get this message and then and then get a copy of it. And every time you get weird in your mind, like we all do at times, mm -hmm. even period. <laughs> we can get weird in our minds. We just just listen to the, the faithfulness of God. Let's read the verses on God's faithfulness, all right? And recognize that the enemy is trying to get us to believe other than that. It doesn't matter what's going on. I don't know what's going to take place. We look at the world and we think, oh my God. You know what? God is faithful. He's in another kingdom. Hmm? Are you with me? We're, by the way, did you know that we're in another kingdom? Why are you so concerned about what this other kingdom is doing? The other one. Not the kingdom of darkness. I don't, why, why, do I be, why am I so concerned about that? Well, you know what? I mean, uh, it, it, who cares about whether it's a Republican or a Democrat or an Independent? God has already been elected. He doesn't need your vote either. Isn't that amazing? What do I care about that stuff? I, living in Uganda, every other every other year was another president. It was another coup. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what's happening. You're just there. You know God's faithful, and I don't know what's going on with these people. This is crazy, you know. Guys, guy gets elected and he's missing. You know, they can't even find him. Somebody buried him someplace. You know, I mean, welcome to Africa. You know, six million people died in East Africa. You know, you hear about six million Jews. You never hear about six million East Africans being killed. Oh no, that's because they're Africans. It's amazing. But God is what? God is faithful. He's He didn't bring us this far just to leave us. There was a song that was sung many years ago in Massachusetts. He didn't bring us this far just to leave. That's amazing. He will be faithful to build you when she goes back to China. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you tonight for your faithfulness. Your faithfulness reaches up to the clouds. Your faithfulness. You were faithful to us when we were not saved. Pre-salvation faithfulness. You were faithful when we got saved. You were faithful when you gave us a church. You were faithful to develop our calling. You were faithful to give us a purpose. You were faithful to bear fruit in our lives. You were faithful to bring us into all the world with the gospel. God is faithful. God is faithful. You're faithful to us on a daily basis. Even when we don't see it. God faithful. We are confident of this very thing. He who has begun a good work will perform it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. We fight a good fight. We finish the course and kept the faith. Because it's God's faith and He's faithful. So we thank you today. Even when we're faithless, He abides faithful. He cannot deny Himself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name, Amen. That's it. So we'll just take a take a few minutes break. That a few minutes break. A wrap session. And we'll discuss about how we're going to close down the church and we're all going to go to Africa. <laughs> no way. Is that after Eduardo's ordained? Huh? Yeah. After Ed, no, we'll, leave, Eduardo, we'll just leave you here. We'll take Neil and Tamara and the whole gang. We'll just go to West Africa. Tell me we'll go back to China. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're going to Ghana. <laughs> 